I'm like, maybe we need that. Maybe we need some time where we're walking around with a donkey with pots clanging on the sides. You, you think know? that would just bring us back to reality? Yeah, because everything is amazing right now, and nobody's happy. Like, in my lifetime, the changes in the world have been incredible. When I was a kid, we had a rotary phone. We had a phone that you had to stand next to, and you had to dial it. Yes. You, you realize how primitive... You're making sparks <laughs> in a phone, and you actually would hate people with zeros in their numbers because it was more... Right. Like, oh, this guy's got two zeros. Screw that guy. Why do I want to... Yeah. <laughs> and then if, if they called and you weren't home, the phone would just ring lonely by itself. And then if you wanted money, you had to go in the bank for when yes. it was open for like three hours. You had to stand in line, write yourself a check like an idiot. And then when you ran out of money, you'd just go, well, I can't do any more things now. <laughs> right. I can't do any more That's things. That's it, yeah. That was it. And even if you had a credit card... They'd, the guy would go, ugh, and he'd bring out this whole shunk, shunk, and he'd write, yes. oh, cut, you'd have to call the president to see if you had any money. And it's all true, kids. You phone. had to call the president, yeah. It was ridiculous. Yes. Do you feel that we now, in the 21st century, we take technology for granted? Well, yeah, because now we live in an, in an amazing, amazing world, and it's wasted on the, on the crappiest generation of just spoiled idiots that don't care, because this is what people are like now. They got their phone, and they're like, ugh. It won't... Give it a second! Give it... It's going to space. Can you give it a second to get back from space? Is the speed of light too slow? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know who that was? Uh... I know the voice, but I don't. Louis C.K. Wouldn't have guessed Louis C.K. Cause that nigga so funny. He's one of the he's one of the few celebrities that actually got canceled. He did get canceled. That nigga got canceled. That's why he I got, chose. He got canceled and didn't even touch nobody. He just touched Bruh. himself. That's fucked up, bro. I mean, that's the truth. He just, <laughs> it's the truth, oh, dog. <laughs> oh man, Aziz low key got canceled too. Yeah, and that's that why dude. that's why that season of Master of None. It was like I'm gonna be here, but I'm not gonna be here, bro. I'm gonna, I, be, I'm gonna do everything beside behind the scenes. Nigga, that shit was such an L. Oh, nobody talked about that shit. It came and went. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't get you won't catch me viewing that bullshit. I watched it. And I was like, this is not a good story that you're telling me. How many bring, episodes? Bring back trash ass Francesca. Bro. I want that's your, I want, that's your girl. I want to fight that hoe. Hey. She touched it like it's PTSD, huh? PTSD, she strung my nigga Aziz along, my nigga Dev along all that time, and then went and got with somebody else. Like you was just using him as your as your as your whatever. PTSD. Good lord, man. And then, and then, that's what season three should have been. It should have been her going and being with somebody else, shit fucking up, and her trying to come back to death. Which would have been realistic. Which would have been real fucking life. Because that show was very realistic. Very much so. 
Like Atlanta, which don't I still you, haven't watched second season of Atlanta. Don't you find the best shows to be the ones that are realistic? Those are the ones that are more relatable. Like you're not doing this off the wall kind of. It's like I I relate to this. That's why Seinfeld was so great in my opinion. It was realistic. Most of our <laughs> days are done are are spent doing nothing and then ending up in some kind of weird hijink. Realistic, relatable, hence yeah. you know, yeah. you know, it and and the thing about that, it it, it still makes you think. Because I mean, as you go throughout life, you're still like all the shit that happens to you in life, you have to process it unless you're just a fucking airhead. But life, you stop and you process life. And especially if you had got a chance to view it from, you know, from the outside looking in, that's how it would be when you watch Atlanta or, you know, Master of None or Seinfeld, these realistic shows. You don't get that anymore because these shows are trying to force in this cringe these cringeworthy, um, the cringe, the cringeworthy mannerisms. It's like we don't act like that. I always tell myself that we don't act like that. And then I go out and I see people acting like that. I'm like, you're just copying that TV show because I know for a fact that y'all wasn't acting like that. Y'all wasn't talking like that before, but y'all are copying what y'all are seeing on TV. And that's how I know TV has a strong influence, and people are in denial of that. I'm not saying everybody is a sponge towards TV, but at the same time, TV has a cultural impact. What's happening on TV? It's 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 you can't deny it. Like you said, we know what Halloween gonna look like this year. <laughs> we know exactly what Halloween gonna look like. A bunch of fucking PlayStations. <laughs> a bunch of fucking PlayStations. Like. Anyway, man, you want to do a traditional intro? Niggas going to get too drunk and start pushing buttons. Bruh. Ooh, that's a hot line. You see niggas at the uh, the train station already with the little card game. It's like, dog, y'all are like children. Monkey see, monkey do. I remember because we would watch a movie. Oh, we watched this Power Rangers movie. Let's go outside and do some karate shit. (laughs) Yeah, like children. Like children, bruh. Monkey see, monkey do, sponge-like behavior. It's like we never matured. It's like our our, our generation just stopped growing up, bro. That's why, you know, the, the impact of social media, it's a gift and a curse, man. Like, I really, I really feel like if there was no social media and people weren't addicted to porn and TV as much as they are, you still have some dividing lines as far as culture goes, but everybody doing the same thing, bro. Everybody doing the same thing. And, and everybody the day, getting man, the same exposure. Everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Whatever, man. I just know nigga better not hand me no card. We He can slid. <laughs> Got time for that. What old, what old boy said. Bro, that that guy's the funniest person on the internet to me right now. Where he just where the video's going, he just cut in. <laughs> that nigga said, "You know what he happens made- when your anesthesia stops? You die." Hey, but guess what? No, a funeral. <laughs> yeah, a funeral. Like people, dog. That's what TikTok is, though. I noticed that about TikTok. And like my son is sending me some shit. I'd be kind of like, "That's common sense." 
And some of what, it is common. What would you do if I got if I got it to your car? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "What would you say? What would you do?" He said, "What would you What would you do if I got it to got it to your passenger seat? Get out." <laughs> First of all, you see, though, what's the reason? Two things: I'm gonna be terrified, and you probably gonna get stole off on, or I'm probably gonna jump out that bitch. Like, what the fuck is going on? What like, is that did I get the wrong where it said, it said about to fuck around and find out, Bruh. <laughs> That boy said, what's going to happen to somebody breaking your house? Was, it, was that what it was? Yeah, he, he, said, he said, I got two weapons. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dang. <laughs> Straight up, though, bro. Man. It's, a, it's, almost, it's almost a battle. The culture war today is the battle between the common sense and the people with uncommon sense. That's, that's what it seems like to me, dog. Like, it, 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 it's almost like I mean, and, and you even said it. You you said something that made me think of it, because it, 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 when it all comes down to it, everything is trying to be rewritten. It's like, bro, why y'all trying to rewrite everything? Like, is 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 there a, is there a purpose to this? Like, y'all trying to either rewrite shit or erase shit, try to act like it don't exist. I'm like, dog, that happened. There are still gonna be. You're not gonna be able to burn every book, and you already see what's going on on the internet. You cannot erase everything you cannot delete everything just because it said delete forever you have to understand all it took was somebody taking a screenshot of that shit to rebirth it they will resurrect that shit that tweet you think that tweet gone somebody seen it this is somebody's cash i we were in parts of north carolina this weekend and still see confederate flags roadside flying high like you you can you can rename schools, you can tear down statues, you can do all these things, but you cannot delete it. You can't, even if you mute it. The curse is off. <laughs> Look, you can fire John Gruden. You can take him out the Ring of Honor. He was still there when the Bucks won that championship. He was still there. He signed a ten-year, hundred million dollar contract with the Raiders. He's still there. And yes, you can delete these emails. But yeah, he says some racist, some misogynistic, some homophobic shit. He still said it. He still said it. And he got paid millions and millions of dollars after that. Big time. It's it's people that John Gruden coached that are always going to remember John Gruden. Black, white, whatever, Mexican, it doesn't matter. His, His actual physical impact, his physical presence is embedded in people's history. People don't account for that though. Because people only see mainstream history as history. But the fact that he's actually influential in a lot of quarterback, in a lot of quarterback, you know, uh leagues and camps, that stuff is always gonna ring true. A year from now, he's probably gonna still start NFL camps. It may not be directly related to the NFL, but he's still going to be a connection to the NFL for the rest of his life. You will never take that away from him. Everything that the, that the media and the NFL is doing right now, it's 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 grandstanding. You're just doing this for 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 uh, what do you call it PR? But at the end of the day, you motherfuckers know good and damn well John Gruden ain't going nowhere. He's not going nowhere. I, I get what you're saying and what you're doing. It's like, oh, we won't tolerate this. This will not be tolerated. You know, all right, cool. Here's your, I'm not going to say 15 minutes of fame. I'm going to say 15 minutes of shame. 
where you know you're in the spotlight, you publicly get fired. Like I said, Tampa Bay's moving from the Ring of Honor, all this other stuff. You know, if you had any endorsement deals, that shit's out the window. All this and this and this, you're just gonna fade into the background, and then it's slowly gonna build back up. It's gonna be like shit. I don't care how you feel about gay people. How can you get me from high school to the league, bruh, bruh? Like, that's, that's how people are gonna be. Look, I don't care. Look, I got a son. He's he's a, he play five A football. He's you know an All American. He's this and this and this. I need help to make sure he gets to the league. You can do that. Straight up, you can come say all the niggas you want. <laughs> get him to the league. Like that's that's what that's. What, I mean, and I'm not saying that the the parent or the agent or people are directly thinking like that. But at the end of the day. They're thinking about a means to an end. They're thinking about the end game. And like all that little, that little thin skin shit. Like I knew he was gonna get fired when I saw when I heard Randy Moss crying. I was like, oh, it's a wrap. You got a nigga crying? You got a nigga crying? You 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 got a persecuted nigga crying. Bruh. I, and I, I remember that like, somebody, I think I was listening to Bo Money. He mentioned, like, oh, you remember everything Randy Moss went through? I was like, Oh, I do remember his 30 for 30 when he was supposed to go to, to West Virginia and he got in trouble and basically the whole state disowned him and he had to go what to Marshall or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that is like shh. Crying. Crying. And, 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 and not to be mean, like I hear that shit and I'd be like, kind of like, oh Lord. But at the end of the day, I could be sympathetic towards Randy Moss, but at the same time, like I still don't feel him. It's like, bruh, like. You act like half the GMs and half the presidents and half the people's hands you shaking don't got some despicable emails. Like, be for real. You think any of these owners to these teams aren't belligerent racist? Man, I'll never forget, like, when when, uh, when Ali was talking about how, um, you know, when he was, I guess, like, he had some people that owned his name, so to speak. And basically the people that really funded his his legacy. You know, a board, a chairman of white guys. And he said they they basically treated him like a racehorse. And he didn't feel like a human. But you think that's still not happening? You think that's still not happening? That's still happening. To take to take that even further, Ali, when he became Muhammad Ali, uh, they basically I I I forget who was the head of uh, of the Nation of Islam at the time. Who was it? Elijah. Who was it? Yeah, Elijah Muhammad. So Elijah Muhammad's son was basically Ali's manager, and they was cutting so much money out of his checks to give to the nation that he still wasn't, I mean, he wasn't poor, but he wasn't as rich as he should have been. And these are your own people. I don't think Ali saw the money that George Foreman even saw, like just as rich as George Foreman is. I don't think Ali ever even got to that level. He was sort of like Tupac. I can see like, that. You can easily say he's the greatest, but as far as uh finances goes, and that's and that's why that's why I respect you know a lot of the guys that come from that era so much. I mean, even Pac, because you can really tell that although they were driven by money, they still didn't see the type of money that these cats are seeing today. But the equivalent of that, them boys was walking away from. And they were they were in situations where they was like, well, I'm not about to let that money, you know, influence my decision. I mean, 
I really, I really feel like if Kyrie never, if he retires and he steps away from the game, the type of hate that he's gonna get is hilarious to me because it's all, it's gonna for me, it's gonna solidify that our people aren't intelligent. They, we don't stand on anything. Money owns our soul. Because at the end of the day, I'm gonna say it one, I'm gonna say it just like I said about Andrew Wiggins. If your money is right. And you're seeing the type of money that a professional basketball player is seeing. I'm talking about a top 25 basketball player, too. This dude, he's set for the rest of his life. His kids' kids are set. If, the, if, you can't, if you can't stop what you're doing, like, think about it, bro. Andrew Luck, after, what, seven years, was able to walk away from the game? And I'm pretty sure he's still well off. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, if Megatron was able to step away from the game— Barry Sanders, think about the type of money those guys were seeing. I don't think those guys, those guys were seeing the money that Kyrie is even seeing. So it's so. like to me, even if Kyrie steps away from that, it's like, yeah, you stepping away shit after collecting about what 50 mil? Like, bruh, who needs more than 50 mil? And they're looking at it, oh, he's messing up the supermax. He could get a, a $300 million contract. It's like. That's more money than I'm ever going to spend in a lifetime already. And these same people will tell you NBA players make too much money. These same people will be like, oh, these spoiled brats and they make all this money. And it's like, hold on. All right. So this dude recognizes that. And he's like, you know what? I'm not about to exchange my health and my soul and my principles for for money. And I got more than enough. Y'all said I got more than enough. So what's the problem? At the end of the day, shit, if he really want to continue playing basketball, shit, he can go to big three. <laughs> like, he good there. He going to get, what, 10 championships in a row? He go big three, and he still going to get money. At the end of the day, Kyrie has nothing left to prove. And it really saddens me because I know people personally that think that he's just doing it for attention, which a minor part of it could easily be it could be for attention. But we was even talking about that off air, like, who doesn't do things like who doesn't require some type of attention, bro? We're all human beings. Like we want to know that what we're doing means something. So whatever the motivation is, all right. Like we know that most we know for a fact that it's more religious than Andrew Wiggins, because look how far he's come. We've seen him go on his fast publicly. We've seen him. You know, we. It, it, I don't even follow Kyrie, but I know for a fact that. A lot of people that he follows and some of the pages that I follow, Kyrie follows those pages. So I know that, uh, for lack of a better term, that he's he's in tune. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's at least trying. Like, and then and then I hear a lot of people talking about LeBron's stance. And I, if I'm not mistaken, LeBron's been fairly quiet about he's like I think he said quiet. one thing. I think he said something. It came back. He's like, let me get this vaccine and chill. And, and, and I and I'm a, I'm gonna tell people once once. I'm going to tell people like this, bro. You cannot, without a doubt, prove to me that somebody is vaccinated. A celebrity for the most part. You can't. You, you saw that. You saw that thing I sent you about NFL players, about what, 15 to 20 percent of them? Well, yeah, they, they have, have, they have, have fake, fake vaccination calls. Come yeah. on. The NFL knows that. But guess what? They're not going to do anything about it because it's like, hey, well, it is what it is. At least they provided something like. Yeah. It's, it's almost like going into a I got, restaurant. I got a product. I got a product to put on the field because if, if you tell me Patrick Mahomes doesn't want to get vaccinated, you're not gonna say, "Look, look, Pat, we come around this corner. I got this card. We gonna, you know, 
if LeBron James decided he didn't want to get vaccinated, come on, LeBron, you know, how about you not say nothing about it? You know, we just going to, you know, keep it hush hush. You know, if anybody asks, we'll, you know, we got some random proof. If this, this is, these prove- are the people that drive your product. Kyrie Irving got a $136 million signing bonus when he signed his four-year contract. He made $33 million last season. I take Kyrie Irving to be a person like, like an Andrew Luck. I know I'm not making this kind of living. I mean, this, this kind of living anymore. I can scale back my way of life now. I have to. I have to scale back. I seen the house that Kyrie brought his dad. It's not a big extravagant house. He's. He, I don't find him to be one of those people. He could be. I don't know, but I. I don't find him to be one of those people. Are, are people forgetting where Kyrie comes from? He's not poor. He never was. <laughs> he never was. No. He's middle. He's always middle class and up. I mean, dude went to Duke. His dad's a, a dad's an ex professional basketball player. I mean, he's never probably really struggled. You know, financially, a day in his life, probably more mentally, mental and spiritual struggles. And that's probably what he's going through now. That's probably why he, you know, turned over that leaf and and converted, you know. And I, and I just think that we're seeing now more than ever that people are highly disrespectful to causes that they don't understand. We always knew people feared what they don't understand. That's why it was important for me to post that Malcolm X thing, because it's like this ain't new. This isn't new. Like. Mormons, Mormons, I mean, a lot of people that are really devout to their religions outside of, you know, the the traditional Western Baptist Christian, like a lot of those people are against foreign medicine being injected into their bodies. Like, we don't have a problem with the Amish doing what they doing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like the Amish just live in their own little spaces, man, you know, free of electricity. Um, They probably dealing with they probably dealing with their own love medicines they're just able to live in their own little bubbles mm-hmm. undisturbed chilling it's but t- when you're when you're fucking with somebody's money that's when it becomes a problem and right now and I, and I'm and I and I'll and I'll down this hill the NBA is a Chinese product it's been a Chinese product probably for the last 20 to 25 years and for you, those of you that don't understand what I mean by it, it's a Chinese product the Chinese market, they probably pull in more money in the Chinese market than they do in America. And that's crazy knowing that the teams are here. But the yeah. Chinese market is that big. It is that detrimental. They're buying the majority of those Steph jerseys. They're buying the majority of those LeBron jerseys. They are yeah. the ones that want to be like Mike. For real. For real. And you don't want – I mean – we all see what well not matter of fact, we don't always we don't all I say probably about thirty percent of Americans see what's going on. Um as far as you know, not to get too uh quackish, but we all see what's going on as far as the the culture shift and the narratives that are taking place right now and who's in control. You saw what the what the uh what was that, the Pentagon chief, the one that 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 quit. You saw mm-hmm. what he said. He's like, bro, America is so far behind China in geopolitics and in media and just overall international technology. We're so far behind China. It, it, we just we, we we might as well just turn it over. We're done. It, it, it's pointless to even try to keep pace. Yeah. Like nigga just gave up. They're about nigga to laugh said, us twice. Bro, nigga said I, nigga literally said I I'm a head out. I'm a head like, out. 
I ain't no. got nothing for you, Chief. And, and people and people in the comments making jokes of it, but at the same time, a lot of people pointing out a fact. Half of the half of our leading tech, you know, uh, technology or uh, IT guys, like most of the time, they're gonna be Indians and Asians. So it's like, what are you gonna do when, you know, if, if, if we've probably been infiltrated for years? Mm-hmm. That's why it was one thing about you know, spoiler alert. That was one thing I liked about Midnight Mass. Um, this, this one of the characters on there talked about how life changed for him after 9-11 and I think he was going to school in uh, in New York when the planes hit when the planes hit you know he and then you know obviously a lot of it was linked to Islamic terrorism you know he felt he took it upon himself you know I guess in a sense he felt like Islamic guilt sort of like how white people feel white guilt Mm-hmm. He felt he took it upon himself to like, hey, let me prove to people that people that look like me aren't all bad. So, shit, I think he probably was going to school to be a doctor or an engineer or some shit like that. And he ended up dropping out to become a police officer. So he talks about how when he became a police officer, you know, he was doing his thing. This was after 9-11. He's like, he got in there, you know, he proved himself, worked his way up to the ranks. And then stuff start changing a little bit and he's talking about how they basically started the uh, NYPD started using him to basically become an informant on his own people so basically to crack down on global terrorism or or domestic terrorism they needed people that look like them to infiltrate them and the crazy thing is you know he did it not realizing he was doing it but he became so successful and so much information was was uh was obtained that they started pulling in more Islam. Like they started pulling in more Muslim cats. And then as the success grew, that same force got paranoid and was like, hold up, we've hired all these guys. What if they've turned a new leaf and now we've just let them in? So basically. They basically created the problem and then had to fix it. So they started <laughs> treating these dudes like garbage. You know what I'm saying? And then encouraging them not to be around. Basically, bro. You know, it, it's just a cycle. You bro. let a few in and it's fine. You let in, in too many. Now you got a problem. Bottom line, bro. And it's and, and, and it's just it's just crazy how one person felt the need to take it upon themselves. To prove that a group of people aren't bad, like we have, en- we every individual walking this planet should have enough common sense to realize that I don't care what you look like. If I don't know you, I don't know you. So I'm gonna have to give you the benefit of the doubt at best. Everybody has prejudice. Everybody's prejudice towards something. See, a lot of a lot of people nowadays, bro. They just they're connected to an algorithm. They don't they they they, their emotions are tied to obviously their emotions are tied to whatever the narrative is at the moment. So if they're if if you're supposed to hate John Gruden right now, you're going to hate John Gruden right now. You're supposed to hate Robert Kraft. You're going to hate Robert Kraft. You're supposed to love Tom Brady. You're going to love Tom Brady. When it's time to hate Pat Mahomes, I'm pretty sure people are going to start hating Pat Mahomes, you know, so on and so forth. That's what people never late. 
up. Worst, worst thing LeBron James did was switch teams. <laughs> they were they were burning his jersey, ready to kill him. Connected to they just that's how people are. They just they're so impulsive and reactionary. And it's becoming that's becoming a global phenomenon to me. Like everybody is starting to be like that. Nobody wants to dial back and see the whole picture. And like even me and you did it. Like we didn't probably do it as bad as most people did, because I wouldn't even dare repost that shit. When old girl got cut off by the Lamborghini. Yeah. It was one perspective. And we yep. saw that one perspective and we felt like, yeah, that's that's interesting. She wild. She wild. And like, I'm like, you clearly hit that dude. But at the same time, even when I do look at the whole picture now and see that she yeah, was I've cut seen off. Three videos now. I, I have two, and I'm just like, one, the dude in the Lamborghini was wild and he almost hit a nigga on the bike. Yeah. That's one thing. But I did peep that she said she didn't hit him. And I'm like, well, that's still a lie. You still did hit him. Your argument really should be that he cut you off. Like, he, hey, si- he, cut- he sideswiped you, and in a rage, you hit him. Pretty much. And I mean, I feel like, and, and it's still, it's still wild to me how you could just approach somebody's vehicle like that. In 2021, I don't feel comfortable just walking up on somebody's vehicle like that. Boys be out here wilding. And you just walking up on somebody's vehicle, man? Like when you are a conscious man. What do you mean by that? She walked up on that vehicle, one, knowing that she's a woman and that he's a man, and that he's the chance the the chance that he does put his hands on her or does something. Well, she probably didn't even think about something worse. She probably was like, he's not gonna physically put his hands on me. So I'm gonna go up here and I'm gonna wild out. She didn't think that doesn't cross. I don't think that crossed her mind. And I don't think that crosses many women's mind that, you know, this man is going to put his hands on. They think that, you know, I'm a woman and I'm I'm basically this protected class and I can do basically whatever the fuck I want to when it comes to a confrontation. And then if he puts his hands on me, he's automatically even in a worse or wrong because I'm just going to fall out and cry. That's that's the energy I felt she rolled up there on there with. She's like, oh, you know, I'm so fucking pissed, you know. And then you, she started popping off at, at, at his, his passenger. I was like, yeah, that's one you might want, you know, more evenly matched. But, you know, you talk about you finna fuck this man up. Man, you, this is a man. Unless you're trained in the arts of combat, Maddie, Madison and your Audi, Audi Maddie, you finna get done up. Unless this is a less than average man, unless 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 he is somewhere somewhere near an equal in physical strength and or size, mm-hmm. probably physical strength and size, you're yeah. gonna be you're gonna need to be more balanced. Now, if I'm in traffic and you know it's me, Jay and his charger, and it's fucking Ronda Rousey that walk, walks up, she finna beat the brakes off my hoe ass. <laughs> Ronda Rousey gonna get shot. <laughs> what you talking about? She's gonna get shot. I'm not. I'm not entering the fisticuffs with Ronda Rousey, cause she's gonna get in the stance, and I'm gonna know that's where I fucked up. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much. I mean, like it, the chances of that though, and that's why I always might be baffled at people, like, cause I know people listen to the show and like they just automatically think, you know, obviously, you know, they people like to throw the term sexist and homophobic around or whatever or misogynistic or whatever, and it's just like. People love pointing out the exception. Ronda Rousey is the exception. If you go to the gym five times a week 
and you're and you're you're tough and you got hands and you know you that's the type of woman you identify as you are the exception because me and you talk about this all the time yeah we run into women in the gym all the time but none of them training to be mma fighters no. none of them really have you know what i'm saying none of them have exceptional strength some of them might have they might be in good condition they might be able to run for a long time might have nice uh, a nice ass might have nice legs but that's not going to get you far in a fight with the average man if you walk up on him wilding and you ain't got some brass knuckles on you or a knife. You're going to get your ass beat. And I, I, def, I definitely agree with you. I think I think to an extent it is somewhat premeditated when some women do that, when they enter uh, a, a, like a, a, a brawl type situation with a man. But, but, they, but don't get me wrong. I don't think it's premeditated. I, I think you just lose it. And you don't think about the consequences. You just know I'm a woman. The reason I say it's premeditated, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. that's the premeditated part. The fact that I'm a woman. I feel like once that's established in their mind, that those are the rules. They know the rules that come with that. It's like, I'm a woman. That's a man. He ain't finna, he ain't, he, all oh, the most he gonna be able to do is scream at me. Because if he put his hands on me, he's going to jail. And he's going to automatically be in the wrong. That's why old boy did the right thing. Just record her, laugh at her, and drive off. Yeah. You know, I mean, but I do wish that we can, with all this fight for equality, you know, you know, not to, not to sound mean, but I do wish that it can get to a point where it was more um, evenly killed as far as, you know, if, if, you, if you have the brass to walk up on me and still off on me, then we should be able to duke it out. But no problem. I don't, what's the problem? I'm just I, saying. I, I, I need some videotape. You know, hey, you assaulted me first. I'm just defending myself. I, you know, because no matter but, but what. It's, even, if, even in that instance, it's going to be skewed because if a 5'4 woman comes up and start pounding you in your chest and you six foot one, six foot two, and then you, you, you cold clocker, they're going to be like, now nah, you didn't have to use that. That was an excessive force. You didn't have to do that to that. Hey, this woman is hitting me in my chest with her keys. I did whatever I could to get her off of me. Now nah, you, you use excessive force. It's still going to look bad on you as a man, whether she started it or not. And that's wild, bro. Because one of the arguments that they're trying to use in that school shooter case, the one that happened in Arlington, Mm-hmm. They're basically, which to me, I think is, I think is, is, is getting obvious now that um, eventually the whole white privilege narrative and how the media proceed, like that shit is, it's, it's starting to kind of get to the point where like, hey, like the the fairness is no longer there now. It's starting to get weird now because, I mean, if you compare the two cases, old buddy, put it like this. If, if if I'm at a school, which is a gun-free zone, right? A school is a gun-free zone, right? Yes. And I, I get my ass but, Fun fact. For it to be a gun-free zone, it doesn't just have to have the sign, the poster that says, you know, no, no guns. It has to have the sign and the verbiage posted. Interesting. Just, you know, for you people in Texas that's, that's toting, it has to have the verbiage posted as well, not just the sign that says, you know, no guns allowed. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know, you know, how, how, how are the gun laws in Carolina? Pretty strict, right? They're about the same as Texas. 
Oh, okay, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Very parallel. Okay. Look, man. So this kid, I believe he's a high school senior. I think he's 17, 18 years old. Apparently was getting bullied. And the dude that he was getting bullied by was younger than him. Okay. You get your ass whooped. You pull out a gun in school. You shoot this dude four times. I bring this up to say, like, that's obviously not an exceptional amount of force you needed to protect yourself. And that's what they're going to argue. Self-defense. They're going to argue self-defense and they're going to they're going to, you know, on the grounds that he was being bullied. And it lines up perfectly because it just happened to be uh, bully awareness month or whatever. I think when it happened or some shit like that. So it's like Did you see where they said it was reported. He, he, report, he told numerous times that, you know, he'd been being bullied. And I've told no, we here at No Boundaries Podcast have told y'all numerous times anything that is government related, if it is a government faction, is practically useless. You're reporting something to an agency that does they already don't give a shit about you anyway. So you can report it as many times as you want to. Yeah, that's good on your part. Make sure that you keep that documentation because these people are crooked enough to throw that shit away. He's been bullied numerous times. Okay, there are two things you can do here. You can you can you can you can bring it to you can bring it to uh, I want to say civil court and 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 remove your kid from the class. Like you can take the steps yourself as a parent to protect your child, or you can wait till something like this happens. Because a lot of times in situations like that, parents never get their asses up and go to the school. To correct these things, they'll make a couple phone calls, may send some emails, but they'll never take the necessary steps to go do what needs to be done to protect their child in situations like that. I would imagine that in that area where that happened, and with these instances, like I've seen this shit in this area, in the area I'm in, and I, you would think that you wouldn't see the type of stuff in this area, but kids are kids these days, and like we said earlier, like the culture is pretty much the same. People shaming people online, people getting embarrassed online, people doing stuff for attention online. You can't, you can't, you could probably be in a a, a town of 500 people and that culture still probably be the same as long as they have access to a phone. But all in all, it's two useless people in this whole situation. It's the, it's the government agency and it's the parents. And at the end of the day, if if either side would have done what needed to be done. We wouldn't have had the situation. Nope. It's just bottom line. And I mean, I, I feel I, I really in this and I know that I talked about it on the 16 Shots podcast, but this kid, 17, 18 years old, brought a gun to school intentionally. I, I hope I hope he gets a solid 20 years. I hope he gets 20 years plus. I, I He's he's old enough to deal with those consequences. He knew what he was doing. Um, I, I, to me, honestly, he has um he has sociopathic tendencies. Just just looking at him, uh, he looks dangerous. I mean, clearly, he is dangerous. Clearly, and uh, you, <sighs> white, black, Mexican, Chinese—I don't care what the color of the skin was. What he did was what he did was purely evil. And too many innocent people got struck because he's a coward. That bottom line, like, bro, you getting bullied? There are so many other ways to go about this situation that doesn't require you shooting somebody and also injuring innocent bystanders. I never respected that shit. That's why I really don't respect guns. You know, mm-hmm. I don't got to 
guns don't give a shit if I don't respect them. But the fact of the matter is, <laughs> you know, I know when guns are probably necessary. I may joke about shooting Ronda Rousey, big ass, but the fact of the matter is, I'm fine with taking an L. I'll take that ass whooping. You know, there there are mean there there is an exceptional amount of force needed to protect yourself. You should be able to gauge the level of threat. If somebody breaks into my house, knowing that people break into houses and homes with weapons, then the exceptional force is probably to have a gun to protect your home. But if I'm just in the street, somebody bump into me, you know what I'm saying, like that, and try to start a fist fight with me, it's not necessary that I need a gun because it doesn't mean that that person is going to, oh, he's automatically going to have a gun because he's ready to square up in the street. I don't know. I won't know. Until the situation actually takes place, and I'm like, oh, this nigga packing. I gotta be packing too, or I need to run. Like, it, you know, it, it's, it, you get your ass whooped in school, it should not result in you shooting somebody. And I also, I'm sickened at the fact that this situation was practically brushed under the rug because if this kid was white, this situation would be a whole lot different right now. We probably would be getting 24 hour, 24 seven news coverage. I mean, t- similar to the YouTube chick that went missing. The president would actually be on TV. Bruh, did he say anything about the shooting? No. Did, I mean, we seen some, we seen the typical mainstream, you know, blogs on social media post something about it, a blip, and then it just went away. I guarantee you, average person even know the shooter's name, but they definitely gonna know, you know, Dylan Roof. You know, they gonna know. The uh, Dark Knight Theater shooter, like they know those names because the media made sure you know the, they knew those names, and they they know them faces too. Yeah. This this, this black kid, it, it's, only people that's gonna be affected by that is the community. You, it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be, and, and, and it pretty much proves Dave Chappelle's point. Just another nigga getting shot. Can't no, we don't want to politicize. There's no need to politicize it right now. And, you know, it's just it's another nigga shooting another nigga. Why? What do we need to talk about? This is well, this isn't news. But if that was a white kid that would have shot a black kid, <sighs> the shade Every room channel. would be all over this. Savoy would CNN, be all over this. Fox. Man, shit. Pornhub might even tell a story about Bruh, it. Bruh, come on now. This is the world we live in, though. I could I couldn't have said it better myself, sir. Yeah, I think you could have. Nah, I, I mean I was I was I was looking for my hill to die on this episode. I tip you know you know to go on one of my rants. Yeah, but that's not the hill. That's I mean, she. I, I I know I touched on emotion a little bit, and, and to me you had the question of the day. I mean, and I want to make sure that I, I actually asked the question the right way because I did touch on touch on um, not emotion but attention because I just. I think it's a baffling it's it's baffling to me that there's a question that needs to be asked. One, I want to I want to I want to know why you asked this question, because you said, is it bad for a man to acquire attention in relationships or is just is it just a sign of the times? What made you ask that question? I forget where I was. I forget what what sparked it. But. You know. Typically, when society describes a man a man is described as, you know, strong, confident, a provider. Um, like you say, a man is a soldier. A man <laughs> is a man is a soldier. You're supposed to be emotionless to an extent, always make the best judgment call. Like, 
up above reproach, basically. But in this day of age where, you know, we talk often where we say, you know, social media is made for women and, and inhabited by men where, you know, men are getting sensitive by seeing, man, this guy got got a, got a Hellcat. I got to go get me a Hellcat. This guy, you know, taking pictures with all these bands. I got to get these bands. I need to, you know, get my, you know, you're getting to this point where men are becoming more sensitive, not only about their appearance compared to other men, their assets compared to other men, hell, their liabilities compared to other men. And you're starting to covet these women that other men are coveting. And you're looking at it and saying, man, I don't want she don't like me. I don't want she. You're becoming more emotional. And I feel that when you start showing more emotion, you need more attention. And so is it a sign of the times that, you know, men are becoming more emotional and becoming more superficial, which is requiring them to need more attention? Or is this just something that, you know, a man has always needed? Because we talked about it briefly earlier saying, you know, a woman wants your, you want your man to be a soldier in these streets, but when he comes home, you want him to be this cuddly teddy bear that cries watching Grey's Anatomy. And sometimes it doesn't go both ways. Gotcha, gotcha. So like I said before, um, it's obvious that as a human being, you require some sort of attention. Sure, a, a baseline of some sort. Yeah, um, and I think you put it out, you know, you put out a, pretty specific point when you say, you know, there's a lot of attention seeking due to the consumption of social media that has pretty much distorted people's minds. I, I think that it all comes down to what the man finds in, internally. The, the things that motivate him externally are a lot of times damaging, in my opinion. So if the source of where he feels his his motivation to get that attention, if it comes from social media, then that's already a problem because social media is a cancer. You don't want to feed off of a cancer. Uh, but for me, that all just really just sounds like projection. And there it's it's a it's a um it's a symptom of letting people control your emotions that don't even know you. Like we all to by the time we're in our you know, late 20s, early 30s, like we pretty much have a basic foundation as human beings of what we need. And once again, we all need some type of attention. We all want some type of love. We all want some type of companionship, whether it's through friendship or just contact with other people from time to time, whether you're introverted or extroverted. Like I told you earlier, you know, you put somebody in isolation and the only time he has any type of contact with somebody is when they're bringing him food. That person's probably going to go crazy. That's just not enough. So for men to start requiring attention, to me, I think that's just showing that men have finally realized that it's okay for me to have standards. If you're, if you're a woman and you want attention, you should be able to provide attention. If you're a woman that wants to get your nails and hair, hair done and the money comes from the man's wallet, then when a dude wants to get his feet done and get his hair cut, it should be able to come from your wallet too. Like in, in the end, and I talk about this on the 16 Shots podcast, in the end, it all comes down to teamwork. 
if you get with somebody that truly doesn't value teamwork in this day and age, you're in a lose-lose situation. I don't care about gender roles anymore. Gender roles are already being blurred and destroyed. You see what they're doing in places like California, where they're basically saying, hey, all toy store chains, the, the, the toys have to be gender neutral. They don't want they don't want a specific pink or blue to identify to a certain gender anymore. And to me, that's just that's just the beginning of of an ideology that's basically saying genders don't matter. We already know that's coming, clearly. But to me, you kind of have to adjust with the times, but still understand that at the end of the day, the basic foundation of a relationship between a man and woman, man and man, woman and woman, whatever y'all want to do, if there is no teamwork involved, you're about you. It's about to be an L. There's there's no coming like if you don't understand the type of economy we're in, if you don't understand that we're dealing with mass inflation, if you don't understand that niggas just ain't got money like that, then you don't need to be in a relationship. And I see it every day. Like I laugh. Like I peep shit all the time. I do. I peep shit all the time. Like I was thinking about what you had sent me earlier. Oh, if you can't afford a BMW or Mercedes or something, then don't talk to me. We not. I'm not in your league. Like your bed on the floor. Like, like come on. Like seriously. Like that, Mer- that Mercedes you talk about affording. Thirty-five thousand. Do you want to know how much this charger costs? <laughs> Bruh. The, the, but, these, go, go ahead. ahead. I was about to say, these people don't understand economics, so it's, it's not. But like you, like you said, it's the standard. It's the, I've said this numerous times. Pour into my cup as I pour into yours. It's the um, reciprocation of everything. Like, you know why it's easy to do something good for somebody? Because that person is probably doing something good for me. It's easy for me to pour into this person love, joy, happiness, because they're pouring that into me. I'm going to give that right back to you because that's how you make me feel. I got this abundance that I'm trying to pour into it. I trust you. You trust me. We're a team. Like you said, hey, I bought, we go into the movies. I bought the tickets. You get the snacks. And it's not a, it's not a, hey, you know, maybe you get this, this, and this, and this. I just seen this thing on Reddit where there's, it's like the Bumble caption. Where it's like, hey, you know, I, I don't have I don't have a car to meet up with you, but if you're willing to get, you know, get my Uber, I'm still down to come. He's like, yeah, how much is it gonna cost? You know, we can split it. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I was raised that a man, you know, pays for everything. He goes, Oh, well, shit, I was raised where we were equals. What's the what's the what's the deal? You wanna go on the date? I gotta get you here, I gotta feed you, I gotta take pay for the movie and all this stuff, and I gotta get you home. And I'm not using my own vehicle. I got to pay for your transportation because that's thirty dollars here, thirty dollars home. That's sixty bucks. That's a that's depending on what you drive. That's a tank of gas. Why are you messing? Well, that's another question. Why are you messing with broke people? But the thing is, where is the balance? And I think I think more than anything, men these days that are looking to be in relationships, we're looking for balance. Might may not be monetary balance, but we're looking for somebody that balances us out. I don't want to sit here and say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to pour into this person. I'm going to pour into this person. I'm pouring into this person. And all I get is them in return. This person, 
This person is not, you know, they're they're not providing any kind of emotional support. They're not they're providing useless. any financial support. <laughs> they're not providing any, you know, hey, you know, anything, anything. They're just useless. I just get this person. I just get a liability. I get no asset at all. I get somebody that's going to that I'm going to spend money on that may fuck me every now and then, maybe depending on if they got a headache or if they can get their dick hard, whoever it is like oh, you're wow. giving me absolutely nothing. How is this balanced? Well, you know, hey, you got your sugar daddies. Yeah, he gives her money. She gives him maybe some ass or she gives him a good look. Even that is some balance because that's all he's looking for is a good look. I'm going to this party. I need a good look. You know, if I pay you $1,500, you're going to bust down. Hey, you go to Dubai. Hey, I'll give you $10,000. You let me shit on you. That's a balance. I got the shit on you. It cost me 10 grand. Hey, that's what I wanted. That's what I got. But I'm sitting here. I'm paying you to be what to me? A liability. Hell, even a child brings me some kind of joy, I would assume. A child is definitely an investment. It's an investment. In, in the end. I, I hate it, to say it like that, but it's the truth, though. It, I mean, it is. Hope, hope, Hopefully, I raise this kid right, and hopefully, you know, when I get old, they have they take they look out for me. You come you come check on dear old dad every now and then. You and come cut me, the grass when I can't cut the grass no more. Yeah, yeah, something, straight up. Something. There's there's gonna be somebody out there that that hears this and they automatically think, well, you know, you, you know, your wife and your girlfriend could be an investment too. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, I know for a fact the women out there that are worthwhile investments in 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 terms of marriage material they understand exactly what i'm saying right now and they're not gonna argue with it they're gonna be like oh yeah i definitely you know do my part to make my husband know that i'm not useless like like you i i, I can sense off just i could just hang with a chick a couple times and be like yeah i'd want to punch you in the mouth if we was if we were serious you know what i'm saying because i just get that energy from uh you know one if they're passive aggressive, I already know, okay, yeah, this ain't gonna work. And I automatically know that when they just take, 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 and they have real no real instance of giving, they're not they're not worthy of that that teammate title. Cause I think that's more important than anything. Like I look at I I know how to look at somebody and be like, Yeah, you're a friend. I kick it with you. You're a friend. You're somebody I could talk to. You cool people. But then you like I can just tell when somebody is no, that's it because I know for a fact that if I tried to get on a team with you, you're gonna ball hog, you're not gonna shit rock, <laughs> like you're gonna be taking all the shots. It's gonna be all about you. You're gonna be ball dominant, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at a constant tug of war, you know, just trying to just trying to make it work. We constantly taking L's, man. I'm trying to win the championship. And your super percentage ain't that high. You know what I'm saying? You just, you just, it's a lot of volume. You a volume shooter. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you, you, you might hit a few, but you look how many shots you took, you know? And it, it, but that's what a lot of dudes are dealing with now because they walking on the court with somebody that think they just as dominant as them. It's like, let me handle the rock. I could get to the basket with ease. Mm -hmm. You're not getting to the basket like I could get to the basket. It, it, people don't understand that teamwork dynamic. No, it's in every aspect of teamwork. 
you could go to the root of the game and how the sport is played and understand that everybody has their roles. That's why I said I don't give a fuck about a gender role. Let's just talk about being a team, being a relationship. People still don't get that basic concept. And I just sit back as this culture war is brewing and I hear questions like you ask about this attention thing. And I'm just like, man, I'm a human being. <laughs> yes, I, I require love. attention. I love some attention. You know, give me some sunlight. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. And even and even like you said, hey, you know, some people might listen to this and hear and say, well, you know, a girlfriend's an investment, a wife is an investment, and you're a thousand percent correct. But you know what else you get on an investment? You get a return on that you investment. Get a fucking return. I need a return on this investment. I need this investment to pay dividends. And what dividends do I need? Whether they be financial or whether they be emotional, I need to be getting something in return. I'm so I mean, I mean, if that sounds selfish, but it's fucking not, I need something in return. I just can't pour into you until I'm fucking empty and I'm not getting anything back from you. That shit not easy. But let me let me let me you said even the emotional part. I know that shit not easy, but the crazy thing about that is. The lack of effort of even trying is wild to me. And I and I think that a lot of people have a real problem with because, I mean, we could talk about communication all we want, but it's still hilarious to me because even if all you require is an emotional investment, I don't even think people know how to tackle that correctly just based off the fact that their communication sucks and their personalities they don't job with her. So at the end of the day, to get that emotional fulfillment out of a person is going to be a struggle too. Because right now, as far as millennials go, we're dealing with so many jaded and bitter people that 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 return on the investment, if, if you're only requiring that emotional investment, in all honesty, they're going to do the bare minimum on that or it's going to be a lack of effort. So once again, I think it's important for men to have standards. And I would honestly say at this point, the standards needs to match. They need to just pretty much just be reverse of what the woman is saying. If the woman is saying she requires this type of attention, you require that too. If she requires you to be yes, fit sir. and in shape, you require that too. Yes, if, sir. If, if, if she wants to use your money for something, you should be able to use her money for something. That men have to get to that point now because just being cute and some quiet sometimes ain't gonna be enough. Even even though we make fun of the meme culture a lot, I remember those as memes. Hey, lady, send send your man, you know, a hundred dollars for for a haircut and lunch today. I remember Jake Mark and Nicole. Nicole sent Jake Mark a hundred dollars. You know, hey boo, I got you. Like you know that shit is cute because all the time you see, oh, you know, cash app a woman for her nails or something like that, so she can go out for friends shit like that. But to see that actually playing out the other way, like it's kind of like, boom, here's an investment. And if I'm sitting here. And I'm like, okay, I need emotional support. So I'll make sure that I support this person emotionally. And then when it comes time to where I need that emotional support and they can't give it to me, or like you said, the effort is just minimal. Hey, give me a scenario real quick. Cause I want to make sure that I'm even hitting what I'm saying, right? Like if you were in a situation where you were like, I need emotional support, like what does that really mean? Let's say, okay, for instance, let's say, all right, let's say I'm dating a fit chick. She's super fit. I want to be in better shape. And I run into an obstacle. Boom, here's the conversation. 
Hey, you know, baby, you know, I've been trying to get right. I just can't can't get my weight together. You know, I'm, I've been supporting her. Hold on. I've been supporting her. Hey, you know, go to the gym. You know, this, this, this. I made you healthy snacks. I got you this, 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 and this, and this, this. You know, I'm, I'm supporting her this, this way. Hey, I'm, I'm trying. You know, I'm not losing weight. I'm following the meal plans. I'm drinking all the water. I'm doing this, this, and this, and this, and this. Oh, yeah. I can tell that you're, you know, you're trying. I remember when I was trying and I did this and I did this and it was hard for me and I did this and it was hard for me to do this and I did this and I did this and I did this and I did this and I, 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 I. You gave me one, two sentences about me in consideration of what I'm going through and then the rest is about everything that you did. That's a, that's a problem for me. Because that's mental effort. That's, how has that helped me? You addressed it. Kudos. Thanks. The bare minimum is like, okay, this is what he said. I heard it. Here's a response. Now I'm just going to talk about me. <laughs> now I'm just going to talk about me. What would be the correct way to approach that situation? I mean, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but. How can I help you? Why do you feel this way? How can I help you feel a more comfortable with yourself? How can I help you, you know, Work out the plan better. How is there even even if, even before that? Is there anything I can do? Because if there's nothing I can do, then at least I could just sit here and listen to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You don't have to solve everybody's problems. You don't. But it, how can I just, as your significant other, as your partner, how can I just sit here and just listen to you get that off? And even even if you're fit and I'm fat. And you're trying to get ready for a show and shit. I can support you by not sitting here eating half a goddamn pizza while you're over there eating broccoli and, and steamed broccoli and chicken. Yay. Yeah. It's yeah. not hard. It, 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 I figured it would be easy for you to say it. That's why I asked. <laughs> it's not hard. Hey, you know, I'm a wild out while I'm at work. But when I get home, whatever you eat, babe, I'll eat too because I support you. Cause that would be the same thing you would do for somebody that was had an addiction to alcohol or cocaine. Like you're not just gonna be drinking in the house and shit or sniffing lines. Like you want to make sure that keep that around you. Yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know that 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 would show that hey, I'm there for you. I don't I don't want you to I don't want you to break. I want you to be successful. So we're because if you're successful, I'm successful. Because we're a fucking team. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, man. If if people just if people approach relationships like a team. Because like I hate the fact that, you know, at one point in time, like I say it all the time, like we let this capitalist society turn everything into a business transaction. So we treat everything as transactional. The reason even me, like I even he I, I like when you say pour into my cup, I pour into yours because I really don't even want to hear people talk about reciprocation because I really feel like. This generation shouldn't talk about reciprocation because I know way too many people that just take, take, take. And I'm like, you talk about reciprocation, but what are you reciprocating? You're not reciprocating anything because what you value and what I value may not be the same. So if I'm doing something for you that I think cost $100 and you're doing something for me that only costs a buck 50, that's a problem. There are so. That shit needs to be addressed. And I think common sense wise, people know when they're getting over. You know what I'm saying? People know when they're getting over. And me personally, I don't even take no offense to it because I peep the shit. And I'll just be like, it's cool. Because me personally, whenever I do anything for anybody, I'm doing it because I know I can do it. 
exactly. more, more than likely. I know I can do it. And it's no big deal. And even with your example, if I'm doing something that, that that's worth basically a hundred dollars worth of effort, and you do something that's you know worth worth a dollar fifty worth of effort, if that's all the effort that you had, makes sense. If I had a whole lot more effort, makes sense. But if I can look at this dollar fifty worth of effort and be like, nah, you had at least seventy five. You had at least 70. And and I mean, we say dollars, it could be percent. I gave, you know, 80 percent of the effort I, t- I had. And you just, you know, you know, you stopped by the store on the way home and picked up a fucking Walgreens card or something that you didn't even sign. Like you bought you bottom it out at one percent effort. I know you could have did better than that. You come on, come on. I tell you all the time, man, you you know, when somebody fuck with you, you know, you know, when, you, know when you don't have to question it. Yeah, you really don't. You really don't. You can question it all you want just to, you know, for some, you know, confirmation. But at the end of the day, that feeling, it just hit, it just hit a certain way when you know that you're being treated the proper way and you know somebody fuck with you. You just know. I I, I say this all the time. I got a homeboy that I probably talk to maybe two times a year. If I called him right now and said, T, I need to hold some. If he got it, I got it. No questions asked. No questions asked. That's how it is for some people, bro. More people should be like that, but once again, everybody has different personalities, dog. Everybody got different personalities. Some of us are are tuned into common sense. Some of us are tuned into uncommon sense. Some of us are tuned. They lock. We locked into the to the algorithm. We stuck in the matrix. We dealing with so much today, bro. But it's cool though, because at the end of the day, you just gotta recognize who you're dealing with, recognize who you're That's dealing it. with, and move accordingly. Y'all hear that shit all the time. I see common sense shit on social media every day. But at the same time, I think people recognize the common sense, but they have a problem or they struggle with actually living or walking that life. Because I'd be like, man, y'all be posting some real shit. But not I see y'all in person, I'd be like, man, y'all be corny as fuck. Be, y'all be corny as fuck. Y'all don't be, y'all don't, that energy don't match. I'd be like, but I guess though, if that's the life you want to live, that's the life you want to live. I'm going to treat you accordingly. Who am I to tell you different about your moves? Straight up, man. Because I but damn sure it, don't expect you to tell me different about mine. Yeah, straight up, man. Straight up. like <laughs> it, 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 Just to bring it back to this, I mean, that's how I feel about the Kyrie situation. That nigga money ain't my money. His struggle, not my struggle. But I definitely align with his belief that if, if, if you don't want to put a foreign substance into your body that you don't fully trust, and if also if it aligns with your religious beliefs, stand on that principle, because what he's doing is more exemplifying than what half of these celebrities are doing as far as standing up for what he believes in. Kids around the world are going to remember that more than they're going to remember a bunch of punk ass dudes winning championships and shit. Believe it or not, that shit ain't going to matter at the end of the day. A lot of people, when they talk about Ali being the greatest, they really talk about his cultural impact. They really don't. They they people don't know when he won or lost the belt. No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. People be talking about his cultural impact. People people like 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 Mike ain't play for the Wizards. You know what I'm saying. Mike's cultural impact is always going to be the Jumpman logo. The fact that he mm-hmm. is a champion. That's that's his legacy. The legacy that Kyrie chooses is the legacy that Kyrie chooses. I understand why Kevin Durant. You know, if he got vaccinated, why he chose that path? Kevin Durant is 100% a hooper in and out. That's all Kevin Durant is. Whenever I see Kevin Durant, I think Kevin Durant is so boring. 
I think all Kevin Durant does is listen to music and play basketball. I think he's probably the most boring person in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's fine, though. Kawhi Leonard the same way. He probably just watch anime and play basketball all the time. That's cool. <laughs> but that's it. That's, that's what he wants to be. Remember that? As a hooper, you choose that path. You live it accordingly. Who am I to judge? And I, I, I think about Kyrie is kind of like, it's a lot of the same people that, you know, you act like you act like these celebrities have to support everything that you like. You act like the media and the media is the is the main perpetrator of this. The media has to support everything that you like, because it's it's a lot of people out there in the media that supported cap, but are against Kyrie. Because they're, they're, that's the perfect example, because they're they're controlled by algorithm. These people are NPCs. They don't they don't understand how contradicting that is when you're talking about a man that stood up. That man was probably trying to, he was kneeling just like Cap. He was he was on Cap's side. That's a Black Lives Matter dude. That's a that's a Breonna Tate. Like that dude is one of those dudes that you would classify as woke. That's Kyrie. He's actually walking it and living it. I actually feel he has more to lose than Cap ever did, just based on the fact that, like I said, Cap, Cap was runs never, over. Cap was never a champion, bro. Cap was never a champion. He, he he snuck up on people by surprise, and that's that's what happened when your star guy goes down and you get the backup. You snuck up on people. You sneak up on people by surprise. And, and, and after his after his defining moment of throwing an interception in a game winning in a game winning moment, I mean that's his legacy. After that, what was he? The guy that kneeled. I mean that's that's pretty much it. He's never he was never a highly exceptional quarterback. He kneeled for something that he believed in, and Kyrie didn't get vaccinated for something that he believed in. Bottom line, Bottom those line. are the path they chose. You know what and I'm saying? If, and, if, and if it puts both of them out of the, their respective leagues, that's the path they chose. Straight up. But like I said, you know, looking at the whole situation, you know, from a wide lens, like I said, you know who got way more to lose. And and you you see you see who who when 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 the media is aligned with what you got going on, then you probably okay. You you, you got media support, media support. First of all, you uh, most of us should not trust the media. So that might like, <laughs> said most you, of us. Yeah, the ones that choose to trust the media, you keep doing what you're doing. But like I said, you got the media on your side. Like the media for a long time has never been on the right side of history. And, 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 and uh, not to hold this up any longer, I'm watching this um this documentary. It's on um epics. It's called uh, Fiasco. It's a pretty cool documentary, but I wouldn't even suggest watching it all because I mean I think it's just one episode. I actually gonna watch it when I get off of here. I think it's like four or five episodes, like a little mini series. But all you gotta do is watch the first episode. What's that called and again? It's called Fiasco, and it's on epics. And it's basically uh, it's basically about the Iran Contra affair. Mm-hmm. And um, long story short, man, that first episode, it it it's very telling when it comes down to what the media and how powerful propaganda is. And a lot of times, when people go back in history, there's always going to be that moment in history where they're going to look and be like, the media was on that bullshit. <laughs> like that's that's. That's been the case since probably World War One. The media was on that bullshit. 
the media is rarely ever on the right side of history. The media is just it's media. And if they, are, if they on the right side of history, it was by luck. Bruh. Bruh. But yeah, man, I said, like I said, you watch the first episode of that and you'll get the point. I think the Iran Contra thing is it's 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 a hilarious um situation. It just it just lets you know how evil politicians are. Like you got people that worship the ground Ronald Reagan walks on. You got people that say Jimmy Carter was a great president. He was just misunderstood. At the end of the day, it was whatever media you were consuming at the time to make you believe those thoughts because just like in the 80s and the 70s in 2021, people are just controlled by the algorithm. It is what it is. Until until you're able to break that chain and break that connection, you know, it's gonna be a forever thing. Not saying that I'm a I'm above the rest because I recognize the shit. Cause some shit I get trapped into as well. But oh, it's yeah. some shit. But it's some shit where it's just like, damn, you know, they got me. <laughs> they got my boy. But I'm 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 fine. I seen I seen I seen what I was saying was wrong, and you know, it's cool. But for the most part, man, I. I'm gonna say like I said, I always say, I'm gonna remain a skeptic and I'm gonna question everything. Cause the media be fucking lying. But anyways, man, we didn't give y'all a traditional intro today, but you know who I am. I'm Willie F. And that is the Shamba God himself. He got his he got his marathon t-shirt on. Rest in peace to Nip. The marathon will continue forever. As far as we're concerned, no boundary is going to be going until episode 10,000. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. We're trying to do Simpsons numbers. <laughs> <laughs> then they're going to be like, oh, shit. No boundary predicted this shit. We did. Hey, hey, I'm telling you. You better go back in the catalog. We just said some shit, man. It's, it's there. We just said some shit, man. It's, Even if you mute it, it's there. Hey, hey. We, we, we ain't always bright, but, you know, we, we hit the mark sometimes. I imagine even professional dart throws ain't hitting the bullseye every time, you know. But yeah, man, if you're listening to us on Spotify, hey, continue. I don't know what you do there besides Thank listen you. to us, but <laughs> you know, hey, continue to do whatever it is that you do on Spotify. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, leave a comment, share it. Share it, share it, share it. I'm going to say it again. Share it, share it, share it. Whatever you're listening to us on, make sure you share it. We always love our content being shared. We love getting feedback. We're not we're not highly judgmental people. We're not going to crucify you. Oh, Jesus. We're not gonna, I'm not going to crucify you for having an opinion. I like having conversations about the show. I like having conversations with people one-on-one all the time. You know, people have been asking, how come we haven't had a guest on the show in a long time? And at the end of the day, we like to have guests on the show, but it just kind of feels like some people are scared to come on. Um, but then again, it also feels like the Skype way of doing it, it kind of makes it a little tougher. Um, but hey, it's no excuse. So if you want to be on the show, reach out to us, man. We we we're not scared to have people on. I mean, shit. Every now and then, we might even need a guest host. I may not be able to make it one of these days. I might be like, fuck Jay. Jay need to get somebody else on here. But I mean, uh, that that happens on a on a regular basis. But you know, uh, you still come through, and I appreciate you. Hey, I try, man. I try, man. But hey, to get to the point, man. I'm gonna keep my words of words of advice short and sweet. Um, you ain't gotta have all the answers, man. You ain't got to have all the answers, you know. Sometimes you'll never, ever 
ever get the answer. And a lot of times it's going to be the answer you don't even want. So, but yeah, that's all I got, bro. Uh, my words of advice are don't focus on hitting everything. Focus on not missing a lot. I experienced that last night. Yeah, you you don't have to hit everything. So don't focus on catching everything. Don't focus on catching every 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 every, every social media post, every every piece of gossip that's talked about you, you know, everything that's going on in, with this person, that person. Don't focus on on, on hitting everything and touch up. Just make sure you don't miss a lot of the important stuff. I like that. I like that. I'm going to let you in on that. I don't want to put too much feedback on that because that was nice. So, yeah, yeah. Appreciate you being here. Thank you and you're welcome as always. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?